media. As consumers, we are bombarded by it at every turn, like the Incredible Hulk being bombarded by gamma rays. But what makes some media endure, while others are banished to the forgotten black hole of obscurity, never to be heard from again? Who or what decides this? Hetero life mate Steve and Yehel want to know, and they want to know now. This is Obscurity Now. now. Woo! Welcome, everyone, to the very special 10th episode of Obscurity Now. My name is Steve, and with me is my co-host. Yahel, and I am ready to uh, get in the house, because jump, jump, the house is jumping. Oh, man, you told I was so <laughs> going to say that, but uh, I'm glad, I'm just glad one of us did. Yes, jump, jump, the house is jumping. Unless you can't jump because you're injured in some way. Uh, I didn't know if you yes. wanted to call attention to that or not. Yes. Uh, well, that's why you get a smart house to ha so that uh, it will jump for you, ooh, uh, ooh. among other things. Well played. Oh, are you talking about sexual stuff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just throwing you a little uh, monkey wrench there. A non-sexual non monkey wrench. Uh, but anyway, uh, welcome everybody. Uh, we are uh, live on Twitch and YouTube. And if for some reason you have to leave, you can always pick up the show later on our YouTube channel uh, or um, by uh, audio podcast. Um, and those will be available tomorrow. Uh, so make sure you check them out. Obscurity Now, wherever you get podcasts. Uh, so... Hell, 10 episodes. Hello, Steve. It's hard to believe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, 10 years, one episode <laughs> a year. It's, uh, I mean, this, uh, what, what, we've, what? we've been going strong since like 1976. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. I remember my dad used to listen to this show before I was born. Uh, he told me. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember that. No, I'm just kidding. I don't, I don't talk to my dad. Oh, <laughs> no, happy Father's <laughs> Day. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this show is all over the place. Uh, it's uh, going yeah. up, going down. It's a roller coaster of emotion, just like the movie we we watched, <laughs> Disney's uh, Smart House. Um, yeah. Wow. I mean, uh, who? How did we even come <laughs> to watch this thing? I've never even heard of it before. I suggested it to you. I, I had heard of it from a video that Brutal Moose did mm -hmm. on YouTube. Mm -hmm. uh, and he talked about it. Uh, this is uh, maybe like three years ago. It's been a while. And I thought the movie looked absolutely ridiculous. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't. Well, we'll talk about that. Um, so without further ado, let's uh, go to the theater so we can talk about Smart House. <laughs> So, uh, as you can see, we've got our beautiful slideshow here uh, going on. The, that's our uh, main family that we're going to be spending the next uh, <laughs> uh, 90 minutes with. I feel like the movie was even longer uh, than that. But before we get uh, too deep into the movie, what is your relationship, uh, Yehel, with uh, Disney um, as, you know, as a kid, as an adult? Just tell me about your relationship with Disney, what you think about it. Uh, it's marred in controversy, uh, in pain. No, I, I didn't have the Disney Channel growing up, mm -hmm. but I do remember watching a couple like 
Disney shows whenever they would do the preview, mm-hmm. uh, like, you know, once or twice a year or whatever, the free preview. And, uh, you know, living in Florida, we went to Disney every once in a blue moon. Sure. Um, that's pretty much it. Even as a kid, I was not like huge into Disney. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the biggest, the thing I liked the most about Disney was, um, the, I just, I, I like the R.L. Stein Goosebumps book you made. Is that? Oh, oh you saw that? <laughs> I, I yeah, didn't make yeah, that. Yeah. I, I found it online. I just oh, thought it'd okay. be cool to throw in there. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, I like the Lion King. Mm-hmm. That, that's Great. about the extent yeah. of my relationship with Disney. Well, what about you, Steve? Um, well, if, like we had the Disney Channel. Like when we live, we used to live out in the middle of nowhere in South Carolina. So no regular like cable company could like throw a line to us. So my dad, I guess, had no choice but to get this massive like NASA style satellite dish uh, mm. that was like too that was pretty much too complicated for my like six year old brain to work it but the only channel i was able to find um was uh, the disney channel and um i mean but then it was just like you know just watching all the classic stuff because uh, i guess they didn't have as much content back then as they have now like i feel right. like this version of the Disney Channel was when it went to like mainstream cable and it wasn't a um, like a premium like at that point. Uh, and also probably since this movie came out in like 98, I imagine that neither you nor I were probably watching the Disney Channel as uh, as juniors in high school. Uh, Steve, I would have been a year post high school. I would have been a freshman in college oh well there so even more reason so i was watching a lot of disney is what i'm saying (laughs) (laughs) no but what i what i really like most about disney um is the disney afternoon were you ever into that never even heard of it oh well it was like this block of uh syndicated animated shows that's like where uh chippendale rescue rangers ducktales uh tailspin um and it came on just like regular like abc or something like that you never watched any of those shows no, I mean, the only stuff I watched in the afternoon, nothing on the Disney Channel. Like, I don't think we ever got the Disney Channel for free. Right. But I mean, it was on like regular TV is what I'm saying. Oh, you're talking about like the Disney cartoons? Yeah, the Disney afternoon. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. See, I, I was checking. I was just like so distracted by our, our robotic uh, appearances <laughs> on the stream, our, our ghoulish robotic appearances. Uh, yeah, like uh, I used to watch like, you know, DuckTales. Yeah. And, uh, all right. There you go. I mean, that that to me is like the best um that disney had to offer i mean aside from a few movies like lion king aladdin um like i kind of liked uh when they were trying to be more i guess action oriented with like uh did you ever see what is it called atlantis or escape gargoyles oh i mean that was great yeah i mean gargoyles is awesome but i just meant like (laughs) a movie wise i thought like atlantis was a pretty decent one it's basically the no i never saw it's basically stargate only Atlantis and Disney style, but, uh, but, but not Stargate Atlanta. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Not, <laughs> yeah, not, not confusing at all. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so basically neither of us was watching Disney channel when this, uh, movie came out. I mean, no. I remember when I would be flipping through the channels on like a boring Saturday afternoon and I would land on one of those live action Disney channel shows. It was always like, some little kid like making a pun and then there was a laugh track or something and I would mm-hmm. just roll my eyes and, and move on. And I imagine you were probably yeah. looking for a Star Trek rerun. I mean, 
possibly, or maybe, you know, <laughs> if I want to get my fix, my Star Trek fix from Disney, you know, I can put on Gargoyles, Jonathan Frakes, Captain Riker. <laughs> that's is one of the voices. That's true. He was. And, uh, Deanna Troy ended up having some guest appearances on Gargoyles as hey, well. Well, this isn't an episode for Gargoyles, though I would love I, 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 to do one it, eventually. Well, it would better be like an hour and a half long one for all the uh, Star Trek guest appearances. Right. All right. So enough about Gargoyles and Disney. <laughs> oh, okay. I guess <laughs> one last thing about Disney. What do you think about Disney now as a as an adult? Well, I don't, man. Like, so I watched this movie on Disney Plus. And I'm like, like, as far as the kids stuff that's on there, like most of it, I haven't even heard of, right. like, I'm very familiar with it. You know, I, I don't have kids sure. either. So, um, I don't really have a reason to go looking into it. So, you know, as far as like all the other stuff, it, it's just weird. Cause they've bought so many like properties, other properties yeah. that, and some of them, you know, everybody thinks always of Marvel and Star Wars, but they have like a lot of other like companies that produce like R rated movies and stuff. And right. I don't know, man. It it's just weird. Yeah, they're. I feel like they're spreading themselves uh, pretty thin and ruining the things that they are uh, acquisitioning. I mean, Star Wars aside, they now own Fox, like The Simpsons, my favorite show. Um, even though many people were saying that they were a shadow of their former self prior to Disney buying them, I feel like the show is even worse now because. Yeah. There's really nothing worse than like Disney style humor, in my opinion. Um, it's again, it's usually someone making some pun and then a laugh track. Um, and I was yeah. really expecting the this movie to be filled with nothing but that. But I was, I would say, I was kind of pleasantly surprised that it wasn't, mm -hmm. you know, a complete wacky pun fest. Um, but right. Before we get into that, uh, let's talk about the IMDb for uh, what is this? A smart house? Yes. Uh, yes. So it was uh, released <laughs> June twenty sixth, nineteen ninety nine. My mistake. I said ninety eight. It's ninety nine. It's an hour and twenty two minutes. <laughs> I mean, I would say I felt that running time uh, in different areas of the film. Um, yeah. And the production company was actually, I don't know, Alan Sachs Productions. I can't say I've ever heard of that. And of course, former uh, pornography company, <laughs> Alan Sachs. Yes. I mean, again, it wouldn't be obscurity now if we didn't get some uh, porno names in there. Mm -hmm. um, obviously, um, distributed by the Disney Channel in 1999. And then basically in every other place, it was distributed by Disney Plus. Um, and uh, and here it says that it was on uh, Disney ABC domestic television. So if you didn't have the premium Disney Channel in 1999, you could watch it on ABC. Yep. And it got a DVD release. <laughs> Did it? Or yeah. Oh yeah, it was still the nine. It was still technically the 90s. So yeah, everything was still getting. But it's weird because it's a. I mean, I get that it's a Disney Channel movie or whatever, but it's still a made-for-TV movie. Oh, like oh, absolutely. So it's so weird that they were like, yeah, put it on a DVD. <laughs> So, uh, you held, did you want to handle the director? Steve, do, do I want to handle him like physically? I mean, uh, I mean, well, I already know the answer to that question. I mean, would you like to speak about him? Yeah. You know, he actually, I met the director once at a, uh, convention of sorts. Mm -hmm. And, uh, did I, did I already tell you this? How he shoved me when I was taking it after I took a picture with him. I don't think so. And, uh, I was really drunk. <laughs> Wait, and, I think uh, this is coming back to me now. <laughs> And I go there to take my picture with this very famous person. Mm -hmm. And uh, he says, we take the picture. He says, you know, pleasantries. And he goes to 
basically just direct me off the the platform mm -hmm. and he says there you go but i was so drunk that the very light touch from lavar burton <laughs> made me <laughs> nearly tumble to the ground and uh, he was he was very apologetic so i'm sorry and i was like oh this is great uh <laughs> Because this was directed by Star Trek's own Jordy LaForge, LeVar Burton. Wait for it. Ah, oh no. We've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah. There it is. <laughs> and uh, Steve, uh, while now that you've already sounded the alarm mm. on, on this, uh, can we talk about uh, Kevin Kilner, I believe is his name? Uh, the... Uh, I lost it here. The guy that plays the husband or the, the dad, oh, the I dad? should say. Uh, yeah, sure. Let's talk about him. So Kevin Kilner, I recognize this guy, and mm. I couldn't figure out what I recognize him from. Then I looked, and he played William Boone mm -hmm. on another show that we should probably cover, Earth Final Conflict. Ooh, interesting. Um, okay. Which I don't know if you know this, but Final Conflict was created by Gene Roddenberry, the creator of Star Trek as well. <laughs> so I, I don't know if you were aware, Steve, but I was very aware. In fact, it's usually called Gene Roddenberry's Earth Final Conflict. I do remember um, Earth Final Conflict, and I was definitely getting, uh, you know, where do I know this guy from uh, Vibes, from the dad, who I thought was uh, actually quite good in this. I thought it, honestly much better than this deserved to be. Oh, for, I mean, it, I think the cast as a whole is pretty decent. But all right, let's let's get through the IMDb. Um, well, Steve, uh, hold on. Is there Steve. more connections? Uh, Steve, I, I'd just like to discuss one other actor. Sure, sure. Uh, uh, Emilio Borelli. He plays Miles, which is the assistant to uh, Sarah. Mm -hmm. He was in an episode of Star Trek Deep Space Nine. He played a Ferengi named Frule. <laughs> Uh, spelled as in fool, but with an R. And he was uh, one of the Ferengi who joined the first ever Ferengi Workers Union. All right, I have to play this one more time. <laughs> ah, oh no, we've just entered another Star Trek connection. Ah! Wow, I can't believe you got three out of this. Like, when I saw the director, I was like, that son of a bitch. Like, he knew exactly <laughs> what he was doing. Like, here, I thought we were just getting a random <laughs> Disney movie. And I'm like, there's no way he's going to be able to connect him to, to Star Trek this time. But yeah, Hell wins not only again, but three times. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah. Awesome. That's great. Um, like, is there, I mean, obviously, aside from Katie Seagal, um, is there anyone else of note that needs to be um, mentioned in here? I mean, I could just read the list, but I, I don't think so, man. I, I went through everybody on the list, mm. uh, as you can imagine, as you can probably tell. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> right. no one else, first of all, no one else was on Star Trek. So that's a demerit. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no one was in any Tarantino movies or work with yeah. Sam Raimi. So screw them. Yeah. Uh, exactly. But there is a cool name here, Logan O'Brien. I guess he's one yeah. of the friends. I believe he's a vigilante yeah. now. <laughs> he's uh, a real <laughs> tough guy, bub. Um, yeah. But um, uh, all right. So Katie Seagal, um, at first I thought uh, at least the casting of her as a robot voice, because uh, this is basically a voiceover role for her. Uh, I was yeah. like, man, her voice is so shrill, like compared to an Alexa <laughs> or uh, <laughs> like I'm like, that's I mean. But again, there was no Alexa when this um, when this came out. Of course, she doesn't really sound like Hal from 2001 either. But uh, but then at the end, when she appeared, I was like, ah, this casting is spot on. Um, yeah. And she yeah. really was uh, one of the standouts uh, for this film. 
Um, but let's see. All right. The writers are uh, William Hudson and Stu Krieger. Um, and uh, I think that's pretty much it for the IMDb. Um, were there any um, any standout, uh, I don't know, little nuggets of whatever? I didn't see any when I was looking. No, no. I mean, some of these actors like worked pretty much for like another couple of years after this movie. <laughs> and then, then I guess some, I guess their dreams came crashing down on mm, them. They were, uh, but. They were but there were a few that had a lot of like bit parts, mm -hmm. like uh, one-offs on shows, uh, even through today. But no, nobody did anything major. Sure, sure, gotcha. Um, all right, well, um, let's uh, let's get right into it then. Um, like we open with a. Um, <laughs> I was... oh, did you want to read the uh, synopsis though? Oh yeah, yeah. Good point. Um, okay, here we go. <clears throat> a teenager wins a fully automated dream house in a competition. But soon, the computer controlling it begins to take over, and everything gets out of control. Then, teenage Ben must calm the computer named Pat. Oh, how oddly written. Um, yeah. Okay, so... The, Very weird. So, yeah, that's basically it. Um, this family who's already in a perfectly good house that uh, many people here in 2021 <laughs> are, like, dying to buy... Um, right. He applies, uh, he signs up for this contest to get this uh, smart house that he explains, uh, explains later that basically he's trying to make his dad's life so smooth and laid back that he'll never feel the need um, to try to replace his uh, long deceased mother, um, yeah. which um, I was kind of surprised. I mean, I guess I shouldn't say surprised, but... I don't know. I, I guess it's been a while since I've seen a family drama um, or any kind of like drama from Disney. Like everything, uh, I mean, especially like Marvel movies and most of the stuff they release now, like even if it's like serious for like two seconds in a scene, then someone slips on a banana peel and undercuts the drama and everything. But uh, but this actually had like a, an emotional core. I was surprised. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, sorry, two, one of my cats is trying to murder the other one right now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, <for laughs> I, this is an emotional movie, and I guess it's getting to the cats. Let me just mute myself. Okay, he's uh, killing his cats, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, just talk about the movie for a second, Steve. <laughs> he's killing them softly with his song. Um, so, uh, yeah, as I told you, hell, I thought this was going to be a, a Disney laugh fest um, filled with their particular brand of uh, Disney humor. Um, but uh, it was really more of a family drama with a slight uh, soft science fiction peppered in. Um, <laughs> oh, my apologies, Steve. Uh, the cats were not supposed to both be in here. I don't uh, know how that happened. <laughs> But, uh, you know, maybe maybe I've got a pat, a, a smart house pat, like in this movie. Get your uh, house in order. Yeah, get your house in yeah. order or get or you're fired. <laughs> I'll send you right <laughs> back to your successful YouTube channel. Then that'll show you. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. And by the way, somebody in the chat mentioned that um, Smoke Monster said they should have cast the kid from Thunder in Paradise and Hogan as the dad mm -hmm. for this movie. The kid from Thunder in Paradise is JT from Step by Step. 
Um, oh, I think he would have been a little right. too old, maybe. Yeah, for sure. But um, <clears throat> speaking of Thunder in Paradise, we have another Thunder in Paradise connection, if you will. Whenever they would go to like the computer area of the smart house, it's it felt like to me they were on the boat from Thunder in Paradise. Right, like Thunder. Yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Even even the way Katie would aggressively, Katie, uh, Pat. Oh, you know her, huh? Uh, <laughs> Yeah, well, mm-hmm. I, I yeah, Katie Seagal would aggressively talk as Pat sometimes reminded me of Thunder. But uh, yeah, this movie, like, <laughs> it, it's weird because, like, it's I, I, I don't even know how to describe it. Like, it's not what I expected at all, mm-hmm. even though I had seen, like, the video before. Right. There's a lot of uh, the characters have, like, I guess, reasonable motivations. Yeah, it's actually a, um, it's a decent premise and a decent plot. Um, and the dialogue is, is down to earth. There are a few, there are yeah, a few times a, when it drifts into cheese Disney territory and also like for sure. full house ish territory. Uh, in my notes, I have the, um, what was the young girl's name? Uh, this, I just called her sis. Um, most of the time, I feel like it was like Angie or something like that. Yeah. Well, but... like, um, all right. She, all right. The, the most I could ask from any, Disney movie, or I guess maybe almost any family movie, since we've already been through like Care Bears and uh, Chipmunks and whatnot, is to like not be annoying. And sure. I could say that this movie like didn't really annoy me all that much, which like yeah. really blew my mind because I was expecting to hate this. Like yeah. I thought you and I were gonna have to rip it apart. Um, but it yeah. really, I, I, I was laughing out loud mm-hmm. several times during this movie. Now, granted. I wouldn't say that they meant it, but, uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, a lot of the, a lot of the dialogue, um, and characters, it's really not bad. Like oddly enough, like the arguments are especially realistic. Like mm-hmm. when, so basically let's, we should probably backtrack a little bit. Sure. Like you were saying, Ben mm-hmm. wants to the, the son, the older son, he wants to just make life perfect for the family. He makes some awful food like tuna mm-hmm. and milk or whatever he was making at the beginning of the movie. Uh-huh. Uh, tuna and pasta or whatever. Right. Uh, but, you know, he doesn't want his dad to, like, date. Now, wh- where I have a problem with this movie is it gets to it goes to extremes sometimes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like in how Ben is like a little insane about it. Sure. But uh, sure. You, I think we could, you know, we could write it off and say that he's emotional. He's an emotional teenager who's uh, still sort of recovering from the death of his mom. Sort of, Uh, Steve, this kid needs therapy. (laughs) Well, (laughs) yeah, but, you know, instead of therapy, he get well, he gets the therapy in the form of one pat supercomputer, one Katie Seagal. And it's funny (laughs) because you can draw parallels from a smart house to uh, weird science. Um, one, uh, 2001, a space odyssey and even Terminator two, if you want, because it's all about wow technology running amok <laughs> and, uh, with weird science and Terminator two, it's actually about like technology filling the, like the void of like an absent, I don't know, mother or father figure. I mean, like, I guess Lisa in, um, weird science, do you, you are familiar yeah, with I weird, watch weird science. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like she's, I don't know. Would you say she's more of a sis, big sister figure than a, yeah, a mom? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I would say so. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway, yeah, those are, <laughs> if you, if you want to dig deep enough, uh, that's what, um, I mean, that's basically what this is. Yeah. And in the end, I mean, Pat, she does sort of fulfill the need or she does for a while and then she you know leaves once um sarah 
yeah. um, works away. But you know, it's never Pat's fault because no. the only reason why Pat goes out of control and becomes like the uh, you know such such a possessive kind of mother type stereotype is because the kid is so mm-hmm. adamant ben, about yeah. his dad not Ben is so adamant about his dad not dating Sarah, the inventor of the smart house that he starts like program Pat with all this other stuff. Oh, this is what a real mother should be like. And he feeds her like, uh, these like stereotypical, like, like old sitcoms yeah, or something. Yeah. Like, it was real weird. Yeah. That's, that was an odd choice because I mean, that's just like the idea of a mother, <laughs> not a real mother at all. Um, yeah. But you know, again, you can like write it off as, you know, he's just, he's so, desperate to not have a new mom which of course is like super selfish because you know he should want his dad to be uh happy and um, i mean and they do you know resolve it in a fairly touching scene i mean i i mean i don't really watch these you cried steve uh no (laughs) (laughs) but uh i mean i was just surprised that the uh the scene was even there just because yeah i'm just i've been so uh beaten down by just corporate filmmaking over the last 10 years that there's just very little that makes me feel anything you know anything at all <laughs> well uh yeah it's so maybe maybe i i don't i know that we don't want to go over the whole plot of the film right. but we should probably touch on a few points sure uh, sure ben enters a contest to win the smart house mm-hmm. they win it mm-hmm. Uh, the smart house does everything for him. It makes uh, dinner, food, it clean. Oh my God, the cleaning! Like when they spill <laughs> something on the on the floor, mm. and what do they call the the floor absorbers? absorbers. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like like somebody spills like a milkshake, and like mm. the floor absorbers suck it up. Right. And one of them asks like, where did where does it go? And Pat says, I don't know if it's Pat or Sarah, but one of them says. In the floor absorbers. That's not Duh. an answer. That's not a fucking answer. No. So there's just some room in this house filled with like shit, like that's rotting away. Sure. But uh, anyway, <laughs> uh, everything's great for a little while. And then uh, Sarah, they had, there's some problem with the smart house. I think mm-hmm. it malfunctions, making another milkshake. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's when Sarah comes over to fix it. Sarah and the dad kind of get to talking, you know, and, the, and we do get... This is a very horny man, the, the, this this father. He, now, being a Disney movie, they don't come out and say it, Steve. No, but no. It's, it's subtext, obvious, right? Subtext. Yeah. Like, he's asking him at one point, hey, are, were there any messages for me? Mm-hmm. No, no messages. Oh, really? I was expecting a message from Michelle or whatever. He's right. like, oh, yeah. This little asshole's like, oh, yeah, I forgot to give you the message from her last Thursday. And the dad's like, Ugh. she owed me a blowjob. Come on. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> nah, what was I going to say? All right. We've, uh, well, all right. We'll work up to her when, when Sarah shows up. Um, I mean, I'm just, uh, I'm curious of your thoughts on Sarah, the character. Um, I mean, I, I thought it was fine. Mm-hmm. I, I did like that. They didn't make her like, it's almost like they couldn't decide what to do with her, I feel like. I think they wanted to lean into, uh, you know, wacky professor nerd type. But I don't know. Maybe it was the stern hand of one Jordy LaForge, a.k.a. LeVar Burton, <laughs> who was like, no, Disney, we're not going to we're not going to go that way. She's going to be a real person, even though right. it got it got close. It got close to the Disney um, cringe. That's what I call it. The Disney cringe factor. Uh, when they were um, at uh, at dinner, 
And she was like, oh, I have a rat for a pet. His name is oh, Butler. Yeah. Rat Butler. Get it? Um, <laughs> and I was like, ooh, easy there, Sarah. Don't make me hate you. But yeah. uh, luckily, there wasn't a whole lot of that. So, so yeah, everyone was very tolerable. Yeah, I know. I think you're right that maybe they wrote her to be kind of nerdy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she played her like a real person. Yes. I thought she did a pretty good job. Sure. And... I bet, uh, knowing Mr. LaForge as I do and his strong hand, <laughs> uh, I could see him picking up a phone very sternly and uh, le- letting uh, Mr. Eisner know, hey, man, I didn't do Roots and Star Trek The Next Generation shows ahead of their time, shows that are progressive to come here and, and, and film a stereotype. This, I have a... Um... I have an idea that the reason why they picked him to to direct it is because, all right, so there's an ongoing gag that like, you know, producers and management types like just have no imagination. And they were just like, you know, they were looking through the, eh, who can we get to direct this thing? It's like, oh, look, it's that Jordy guy. He's involved with science fiction stuff. Let him direct it. Like, <laughs> who cares if he has any directorial like abilities or anything? Let's uh, he'll have his little visor thing. That'll tell him how to do it. <laughs> uh, but since we're on the subject, I thought he it started out like really great cinematography wise. Like there was a lot of like panning and stuff going on mm-hmm. at the beginning. Like, I guess that, you know, they were trying to make it, you know, feel like they were a busy family, like really um and then there was a shot from above a basketball hoop looking down. And I was like, wow, I was not expecting this from a like Disney Channel original movie. Yeah. Um, but yeah. then it kind of uh, then it kind of sort of toned down as the movie went on. But uh, yeah, I think especially once they started to do special effects shots. Mm-hmm. Oh, is what I sure. noticed. Got to lock that, it down. Yep. Yep. And obviously, like and that's really where you see the movie's lack of budget and the age of the movie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The CG is not good, (laughs) which in turn made it made it better. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, uh, anyway, so, yeah. So the Sarah and the dad, you know, like they start to get along. The dad asks, eventually asks her on a date. Uh, the kid gets, that's when the kid gets mad, you know, feeds all the stuff into Pat to make her like more like a mom, but she becomes overbearing, mm-hmm. controlling the kids' lives. Like at one point she doesn't, she like shock them when they're trying to leave. Uh, Ben's trying to leave because he won't, I can't remember what he wasn't doing that she wanted him to do, mm-hmm. but whatever. Oh, um, it, it was, was that when, uh, she was like, pull your pants up, Ben. Yes. Oh, they, and, and he did it. I was like, yes, if only that could yeah. happen to like every like Caucasian white boy in America. <laughs> yeah. Cause he was like, Oh, it's cool to wear it like this. And she's like, no, it's not. You look ridiculous. <laughs> pull him up. Oh man. If only my little brother would have been in that smart house. Anyway, that's no, only, <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, not long after that, uh, because like they get Sarah to come over again, she tries to fix the machine. Mm-hmm. Uh, she tries to shut it down, but Pat has become sentient at this point somehow. Is that what was going on? Because I was just like, I'm like, wait a minute, you're shut down. Like computers don't magically come back to life after yeah. they've been shut down. She became self-aware, sure, and, uh, sure. well, which leads to a very Star Trek like moral quandary at the end of this episode. Mm-hmm, but uh, mm-hmm. in my opinion, but yeah, so she becomes self-aware, keeps herself from being shut down. And then um, ends up making like a holographic projection of herself, mm-hmm. which is so ridiculous. Yeah. Because uh, this is an AI, by the way. Um, <laughs> we should point out that the ha- smart house is run by an artificial intelligence. Sure. So it learns. Do you remember what PAD uh, is uh, an acronym for? No. <laughs> All right. Let me see if I can find it. 
Uh, okay, while you're looking that up, I'll, I'll finish yeah, up because yeah. I'm almost done here. Uh, but yeah, anyways, Pat goes crazy. You know, she's like, you guys can't leave. I'm going to be your best friend. I'm going to be this. Not really creepy, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, and it could have even like worked as a little bit of like a horror movie. I feel like this concept, if you just like retool it just a little bit. Oh, it already has been several horror movies, but I'll mention oh, okay. that later. Yeah, go on ahead. <laughs> And uh, anyways, long story short, at the end, uh, you know, Sarah's there trying to help them and protect them. And Ben says, Pat, you're not real. You can't hug me like Sarah Mm -hmm. and my dad just did to protect us, blah, blah, blah. Pat gets all sad about it, but she's like, "Okay, you're right. And she, you know, agrees to go away. Although then at the end of the movie, she's still in the computer. Yeah, yeah. Like they couldn't (laughs) um, like I I mean, that would have really said something if they got rid of her. It would say like you know, that maybe we you know don't need to rely on technology so bad. Um, but, you know, it's a Disney movie, so they had to go yeah. with the happiest ending well, possible. I think they wrote them, and I think they wrote themselves into a corner because they made her so lifelike at that point. Mm-hmm. It's a Disney movie. If you, like, shut her off, it's like, you know, a little kid might be watching it like a, like a dumb six-year-old <laughs> and be like, oh, they killed Pat, you know? <laughs> oh, they... They killed Peggy Bundy. No. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, mm-hmm. um, I think that, oh, and they even say like, she's alive now. Uh, ben right. says it. So at that point, you can't really uh, kill her off. But uh, yeah, Sarah and uh, uh, Boone from Gene Roddenberry's <laughs> Earth Final Conflict. Live happily uh, ever after. Get together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Pat uh, puts chocolate chips in their pancakes without uh, Boone knowing. That'd be pretty sweet. I Oh, hey, that's a Disney Channel (laughs) pun. Some Disney cringe for you right there. Uh, There were some uh, there was a few things I uh, wanted uh, you to touch on that you sort of glossed over. Um, And that is please do. I was trying to just go over it as quickly. Yeah, yeah. No, you did great. Great job. Um, But uh, I love them like in classic weird science, um, you know, 80s movie style. uh, Pat arranges a house party the most the cleanest like most disney friendly house party you could ever possibly imagine and, not a drop of alcohol oh no 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 and of course like and no like actual you know hand on hand or like hip dancing they're all like line dancing or something yeah. and what they're dancing to is the most generic like end of the 90s boy band stuff you could ever possibly imagine there's a picture that was a real group oh i know it's still generic though oh yes i agree (laughs) uh yeah Yeah, it's weird that they had real (laughs) maybe real music is uh being generous but you know they had uh artists that were selling cds (laughs) out of the back of stores Oh, oh right and and Smoke Monster wrote, is this Disney horror? The real horror was the music. Oh, uh, that was the, <laughs> this is another one of the things that severely like dates the movie. Um, and it's funny. Say La Vie, I think is the other song that's, uh, that the girl Angie, the little sister listens to mm-hmm. on the video walls. Oh man. And yeah, I mean, you could just tell this is like classic Disney, uh, cross promotion. I'm sure this is like some stuff they were playing on their like radio Disney channel. And they're like, Hmm, we need to give these kids an extra rub. Let's put them on that smart yeah. house, uh, flick. Um, but one important thing that happened at, uh, at the house. Oh, actually there's two of them. The house party, if you will, um, was, um, you know, you have your star Trek connection. Well, I think for the first time ever, this might be a Simpsons connection. Uh-huh. Uh, like the girlfriend, I don't remember her name, but she shows up. All right, there's a, a Simpsons episode where Marge she buys this, she finds the Chanel suit, 
like um, for sale at a, a thrift store or something. And she gets it and it like totally pretty much changes their lives. Like some, you know, rich snobby country club people like Sear and like invited the country club and blah, 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 blah. But anyway, the girlfriend looks like she's wearing an outfit exactly like Marge's. And here's my evidence. Bam. There it is. <clears throat> I think Gwen is who you're uh, talking about. Oh, uh, yeah. It hasn't come up for me yet, but, uh, oh, okay. Look at that. Okay. Mm. I, uh, back into the left. Wow. Back wow. into the left. That is suspiciously <laughs> similar. I mean, maybe that's just the typical Chanel suit or something, but I don't know. I just, that really cracked me up and I, was, I just wanted to tell the world. Oh, and one more time, back into the left. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, it's not as uh, groundbreaking as your Star Trek connections, but still we're going to end. And also, but, but hey, maybe. Maybe you'll be able to find a Simpsons uh, fabric-related reference in uh, future episodes. <laughs> yeah, I won't hold my breath. But uh, also, this is, I believe, the second appearance of the bully, who I believe is a young... There he is! There, Guy Fieri, mm -hmm. or at least sporting the Guy Fieri look. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, and and uh, when we first see him, he's got like his little henchman with him, who also has like the same haircut, but his hair is like purple or orange right, or something. Right. And then I could just see him, you know, he like he pushes Ben away and he's like, come on guys, let's go to some diners, dive-ins and drives. Like <laughs> <laughs> uh Steve, uh you mentioned uh dated uh you know how the music makes it dated. Mm -hmm. And uh there's a couple other things that are really make it dated. Like uh at one point the dad tells the kid Ben, hey, are you still on the internet? How am I gonna get I'm gonna miss my phone calls if you're tying up the phone line all night. <laughs> That was so awesome. I, I love that. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's yeah. There's a lot of shows now that are remember when like 80s throwback was cool. Well, now like 90s throwback is cool. Yeah. Um, and I watched that new um, like Fear Street movie on Netflix. And there's actually a, uh, a scene where someone is on the phone and then another person is on the computer and they're supposed to be on, you know, dial up or whatever. And I'm just like, ah, <laughs> like, what do you think you're doing there? But, um, all right. So we have a Guy Fieri fan in the chat. This is Flavor Town, uh, <laughs> nice. historic nerd. Nice. But, uh, yeah, there, there, there's a couple other like things that are, uh, you know, the websites are obviously like very, uh, outdated looking. Oh, I love their, I, I love their fake like computer SFX. Mm -hmm. Like, so, so hilarious. I mean, that's, that was again very, um, Thunder in Paradise. It's just we got to put yeah. a bunch of crazy stuff on the screen. Like throw it up That's there. That's how computers work. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, did you uh, did you notice that when the kid, you know, they talk a few times about how Ben likes basketball, mm -hmm. and like um, at one point he's playing basketball and. and he takes a shot and then he's like walks towards his dad holding a basketball while wearing a shirt with a basketball on it, like a picture of a basketball. On it. They really. Like, okay, I get yeah. it. This kid likes fucking basketball. Jesus Christ. Now, I don't think that's a LeVar Burton choice. I mean, I, no. I feel that LeVar comes from like the Stanley Kubrick school where, you know, all the clues are very subtle. Uh, you know, there's a lot of layers to the mise-en-scene, yeah. if you will. I think that's mm, just the oh. heavy handedness of one Michael Eisner. God, yeah, he's ruining yeah. everything. He's ruining the art yeah, of smart like house. Eisner was like, fine, you can make the the the, the lead woman a real person, <laughs> but damn it, the, the basketball shirt stays. <laughs> and Lavar's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I'm gonna be over here reading a book to kids. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna be over here making kids' lives better. Yeah. 
Uh, another thing about uh, the dad, I don't know, I just now know him as Boone. Uh, he also gave off uh, <laughs> very big uh, Huey Lewis vibes. <laughs> yes, yes, he could definitely pass for like Huey Lewis's brother. Um, and I mean, we already talked about it, but I don't think we uh, we put a, um, a name on it. But I think that uh, Ben basically has a a messiah complex like he wants to you think he wants to save the whole family and he's a, he doesn't need no new mom to tell yeah. him how to save his family um, steve i don't know if you wanted to i know i know we've kind of been talking about it all over the place but did you want to touch on your good and your bad before we mix them up a little bit too much yeah i'm already um i'm sort of already in it um i'm not going to do those bumpers they just sort of throw everything out of whack um but um yeah i mean that was basically one of my um like one of the good things is all the like the terrible computer SFX stuff. Um, yeah, I agree. And then when they're uh, that that they're dumb like robot tentacles that look like they were stolen straight from Doctor Octopus from Sam Raimi's Spider Man <laughs> Two. Like I, I love it. It's so bad. I love yeah. it. Um, yeah. And then there were they're they're, they're pretty well animated, mm-hmm. very poorly rendered. Yeah, yeah. There was like <laughs> it was like a sixteen bit compared to like a thirty two bits mm-hmm. or something. Or whatever Sam Sam Raimi must have had like the um, 32x version, and they have the <laughs> um, the Genesis version. Um, but uh, yeah, and then there was of course like the classic cliche when like wh- why can't single dads ever pick out their own damn tie? Like I never, <laughs> I never yeah. understood that. Um, but that was a, uh, I mean, one thing that I was comparing this movie to was a uh, Full House, which I mean I think is the epitome of like family cheese i mean aside from disney of course and luckily they didn't uh veer too hard into the full house lane like again i did yeah i really didn't hate anybody in this like too bad <clears throat> yeah I, I didn't either and uh one of the things i have is a good thing and you know maybe we're supposed to hate him at least initially is ben is a total asshole <laughs> and he is. i really enjoyed it like at one point early in the movie which is when i texted you last night i was like are you watching this uh <laughs> because ben tells angie uh i don't even remember what angie said something about like maybe the dad should get a girlfriend or something mm-hmm. like that and angie's a little sister right and ben tells her you know explains to her why she's an idiot about it or whatever and then he goes and she apologizes and then ben says yeah well maybe next time you'll think before you talk <laughs> that's so he was basically <laughs> gaslighting his own little sister yes. Yes. <laughs> wow so so this was good because i mean ben had a solid character arc i mean obviously he's not his best self He's keeping himself from going out for the basketball team. Um, and I mean, I think they even probably should have like he if they really wanted to like drive his character arc home, like he could have possibly hated all girls. Like, you know, when that if that girl started paying him attention at school, he could have like clammed up or just sort of, you know, brushed her off or whatever. But I don't know. They didn't yeah. want to veer into that territory, I guess. I guess. You know, they were focused. They just he didn't want a mom. He just didn't want a new mom. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, it's weird that they even did that little side plot with the eighth grade girlfriend or whatever, mm-hmm. the girl that's into him, because it doesn't, like, really lead anywhere or have anything to do in, with the final. That's a, hmm, that's a good point. I mean, I think it, I feel like it's just like a, a trope that they felt it, yeah, needed I was just to gonna be say. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like, like a thing for all Disney rom-coms. There's always, or D- DCOMs. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's always like a uh, that, that that's what I hear they're called. I mean, oh, I mean, that's what we called them back in college, Steve. <laughs> when you weren't um, watching them, yeah. when uh, me and my frat oh, uh, brothers would get together 
get some uh, Hawaiian punch <laughs> and uh, a couple of quaaludes, oh. and we would just watch uh, Smart House. <laughs> <laughs> with the quaaludes for oh my god uh, ourselves steve we don't want to remember what <laughs> our lives have become but uh <laughs> yeah uh, oh that's good um th- and, yeah i really like the, the 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 cheesy uh now when you say the computer effects you mean literally the stuff on the screens not the actual special effects i assume right i mean they're uh, all cheesy um i mean for the most part right <laughs> Yeah. Like, what did you think about the video walls that are like basically like holodeck walls, I guess, because oh. you can like feel the mist, she says at one point when she's watching a scene of the beach. Oh, I've got that written right here. Holodeck. And I was like, damn it. He did it again. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, I think they did it the best they could uh, at the time. Uh, they looked as as good as you would expect for a TV movie. But what did you think about? So is is like, OK, so. The house puts on like a beach scene Mm -hmm. and the little sister says, oh, my God. First of all, her hair starts, you know, getting like flying around like there's like a breeze. Mm -hmm. And she goes, you can feel the mist. So is the wall like spraying (laughs) them with water? Like, I mean, it's just part of the uh, absorbing floors. You know, they also have the ability to (laughs) pump in mist. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. I don't even know why I'm getting hung up, hung up on this. (laughs) Uh, I mean, I don't know. Consult your Starfleet manual. Maybe there's something in there. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's just basically one of those things that explain they explain it away with, oh, it's because of technology, stupid. Hey, come on. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's just a it's just a green screen, and they're projecting stuff up there. And speaking yeah. of those, it was pretty. Uh, man, um, there were some harsh truths towards the end there. When she's like, uh, <laughs> I can protect you. The outside world is like too dangerous. Take a look. And they, it looks, was that Nazis or Russians? Yes. That they, yes. And they show like, like scenes from like a Nazi parade, yeah. right? Oh, they would never like, do that nowadays. This was like, hardcore. What? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, she's right. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. She is right. Like, I mean, this this AI knows how to make a point. Yeah. I mean, you're not gonna be like it's it's hard to like then be like, well, no, I mean, that's not as bad as it looks. Yeah, like nowadays <laughs> they'd be that. um posting up like, you know, political rallies and Trayvon Martin and all that other horrible stuff that's going on. Yeah, um, yeah. But plenty of new terrible yeah. things to show, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, but, actually, uh, I mean, nowadays they wouldn't, you know, put any of that up there. It's all about, you know, yeah. escape. And I mean, and, and aside from they would probably just create like, you know, their own shoot their own footage of something like somebody getting mugged yeah, or something yeah. like that. The, the Disney version of someone being mugged. Ma'am, may I have your purse? No, too bad. Oh, no, I'd rather I'm not. taking it anyway. Yoink. And then that's the scene. Uh, but then Mickey Mouse comes up behind her and hugs yeah, her. Yeah. And here's here's a new purse with my face on it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah that uh wow i'm like man that that blew my mind that that was there i also wanted to call attention to yeah. in one of the earlier scenes inside ben's room uh unless my eyes were deceiving me i believe i saw a couple of sega saturn games next to his tv mm-hmm. yeah it's funny he's got like uh almost a dozen sega saturn mm-hmm. games no sega saturn <laughs> <laughs> this is the second movie we watched where Sega products have showed up, shown up. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I wonder how many yeah, Sega really Connection, like Sega. Um, yeah, very, very odd. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, oh, another thing I had in my good category is 
I, I, I hate kid actors. I mean, I don't like kids uh, to begin with, but these kid actors, pretty good. Here's the problem. Here's the thing with kid actors is um, a lot of the times I think they are written by people who don't actually have kids. So they end up being yeah. written too smart and too sassy. And that's what I was expecting from Angie. I thought she was going to be a little Olsen twin from uh, from Full House, who's just filled with hilarious quips and one liners. And she did have a few of those, um, but not enough. But it was like, it, yep. But it was like stuff you you could see a kid say. Sure, not enough to make me dislike her. She was fine. Like there was a time when she, this is great. Like again, dated uh, dated dialogue where she told, I think it was Ben or maybe even Dad to slow his roll. In quote. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, at at this point, it just seems kind of funny. <laughs> But yeah, honestly, she was. And I, one thing I really liked that they did here, too, is that she wants her dad to have like a girlfriend. Mm-hmm. And uh, Ben points out to her, you don't even remember right, mom. Right. Because she's so much younger, which makes sense. Like she doesn't really remember. She would have been like two or something. Sure. So she just wants dad to be happy. And Ben wants his dad to be happy, too. But he also doesn't want his to feel like his mom is being replaced or like her memory is somehow being tarnished. Right. So, again, the characters here have surprisingly good motivation. Yeah, they've got some depth. Like, somebody actually cared when they wrote this thing. Um, you think LeVar Burton didn't read this before he uh, <laughs> signed on, sir? He's, he's not going to sign on to just anything. Right, right. First off, it's got to be, like, technology-related. Otherwise, they just right. won't hire him. Um, and then it's got to yeah. have, like, you know, massive character, well-filled-out well characters, yeah. for sure. I'm sure at some point he was, like, uh, sending some notes back to the producers. Hey, what if the uh, what, what, what if Pat had a visor? <laughs> And uh, what if Angie was just reading books all the time? How about that? In fact, I'll just read them to her. Um, But so basically, I mean, what we have here is like a family drama. And then at the end, they finally go, you know, full on sort of, you know, typical sort of sci-fi ending. Um, Like, what did you think about the like the end. I mean, not to, I mean, did you have any more uh, good or bad that you wanted to like focus on before we jump to the end? I mean, under the bad category, I would just say maybe it could have been a little bit shorter. Mm, Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. There was a few times when the pace kind of slowed a bit and I was like, mm -hmm. I was like, come on, you're losing me. Yeah. But I mean, otherwise, like, honestly, as for for the kind of movie it's supposed to be in the target audience, I really don't have a lot of bad things to say about it. Um, you know, they had one really nice touch that I noticed at the beginning of the movie, which is when they're at their old house, Steve. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed, but at their kitchen table, there's a chair missing, which I assume is for the mom. Whoa. Which, uh, yeah, pr- pretty deep, brother. Why couldn't they just keep the chair there? I mean, there's only... Because Ben is a little asshole. He will not have his mother forgotten about Wow, I mean, if they did that on purpose, then that that is actually some decent filmmaking. And I apply... I mean, maybe, you know, it, again, it was the the swift, cybernetic eye of one LaVar Burton. <laughs> it was just like, they were about to shoot, and he's like, wait a minute, why is there a fourth chair there? And like the crew is like looking around and they're just like, it's like, no, no, I won't have this. And he gets up and he rips the chair apart and he gets back and sits down and he goes, action. 
And then they, right? He's like, I, I don't need a visor to see that this chair shouldn't be here. <laughs> why didn't you, speak of yeah, Why didn't any of you see it? You're fired, and you, and you. <laughs> I'm going to shoot this whole thing myself. <laughs> Speaking of uh, LeVar Burton, a historic nerd uh, commented, Mr. Burton, are you willing to direct a kid's movie about a computer house? And then Bur uh, LeVar replies, does it pay in reading rainbows? That's what I call cocaine. <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> wow, that's a very family guy. I enjoy that, though. Yeah, uh, for sure. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really don't have like a lot of bad to say. So yeah, we, we can kind of wrap up with how the movie ends. Yeah, I mean, I'm just curious, like, it's it, becomes like a full-on sort of technology run amok uh, sort of sci-fi thing at the end. Uh, again, yeah. they don't have like a huge budget. There's no, uh, no act. I wouldn't say there's no action. I mean, it's basically her showing off her, like uh, by her, I mean, Pat um, showing off her abilities. Like when she does show up, I was like, yes. Like, because I mean, I really do think Katie Seagal is pretty much good in whatever she does um, for I the agree. most part. Um, and I think this is funny because I feel like this is like post Futurama before it got like re-signed again at Comedy Central or mm -hmm. something. So uh, she was just looking for work and somehow stumbled into this. And it's most yeah. she killed. Yeah, it. she did, and it was mostly a voiceover role anyway. Um, yeah. And, uh, and yeah, and then when she hams it up at the end, I'm just like, yes, like now I'm like really yeah. on board. Like, that's what I thought we were going to get is like, you know, just a, everybody hamming it up and not like the emotional yeah. powerhouse that we ended up with. But, but you know, she she like hams it up just the right sure. amount oh. and sprinkles in like a little bit of like uh, sinister. Oh, absolutely. And with it, too, like. You know, that could have been like really, I, I think a lot of people could have played it in a way that would have been really goofy and pulled you out of the movie. But man, she like rode the line perfectly. She did. Like this whole movie, like really, I mean, again, aside from the uh, the boy band music and like the acting and not to mention the dancing that they did along with the boy band yeah. music, like everything else. Yeah, that was real <laughs> freaking weird. <laughs> Ben and his three friends, they were dancing better because they were doing the same dance mm -hmm. that the band, uh, which is called Five, <laughs> by the way. The, the boy band group is called Five, and there's five guys in the boy group, boy band group, like real fucking original guys. Well, uh, you know, it was a different time. This is before the band Estancia revolutionized music. <laughs> before we revolutionized the boy band? Well, just music in general. Um um, but uh, but yeah, but, no, uh, you're right. She she did a great job. Everyone like there was a nice bit of nuance to the entire film, um, and uh, I didn't hate it. I pretty much, I mean, I think maybe towards the middle, I might have been like getting like a little, maybe a little boring, but bored. But then when when yeah. the third act kicked in, I was, I was all on board and, uh, I was just yeah. pleasantly surprised cause I had low, 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 low expectations for this movie. Yeah. And, and when, uh, once like Pat realizes that they're better off, uh, you know, with real humans or whatever, mm. or, and Sarah's, you know, maybe joining the family or whatever, like it, it is pretty heartwarming, like, and very sad, like the way, like, in fact, I think even Angie says like Pat's sad mm. and, they have like uh, these like rain clouds because she had been making like a tornado right. or a bunch of wind yeah. uh, in the house. And instead it turns into like little, literally like her own little rain cloud over her. And she's all like drenched and mm -hmm. sad. She's like, she says like that she's going to miss them. Yeah. And uh, I'd say that that's yeah. kind of like the, well, there's two ways you can go with like, 
you know, sentient <laughs> computer movies. Uh, and like one of them is, you know, you basically, they turn completely evil, try to kill you, and you just have to find their central processor and like smash it to bits till they can't do anything anymore. Or I guess you use logic like they did in this to like, you know, realize that, hey, you're not really alive. Like we were the ones who created you. So see you around, buddy. Um, Right. Like that sort of thing. Um, Yeah. Some of the other sort of sort of computerized. I don't know if I would say this is a computerized house movie, but it's a 70s film called uh, Demon Seed. And it is it is about. Is that a Disney channel? No, definitely not. But it is about a um, computer that becomes sentient. And I don't even remember how he creates he creates something. And then like the woman who's trapped in the house with him. He's like, you're going to give birth to me. <laughs> oh, wow. Look it up, everyone. It's a real movie. It's a real family movie. Uh, w- watch yeah. it with the elderly and uh, small children, for sure. <laughs> uh, I see Smoke Monster commented that this movie sounds like a form of punishment when you guys explain the plot. <laughs> but um, I, I could see that. But uh, I think if you, you know, watch the movie, it'll surprise you. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's... It, it, I would say it's actually, I guess we might as well, like, you know, give our final thoughts. And uh, all right, let me uh, got a new bumper here for you. Uh, I had a feeling. I had a feeling. <laughs> here it comes. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if that uh, came out as good as I thought it would. But um, anyway, um, so, yeah, like overall, I think uh, as we were saying, well, here, why don't you go first? I mean, I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I, I think even like an adult watching it that doesn't have nostalgia for it would enjoy mm-hmm. it. Um, you know, especially if you're like watching it with a few friends and drinking or whatever. Uh, the acting is uh, not bad. Uh, some scenes are actually like very well done. Uh, like Ben gets into an argument with his dad. That was like the scripted very realistically. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really like that the dad even like yells at him for, uh, you know, he, for, the dad sympathizes with him and explains how like he understands that this is all like even harder for him than, than, than it has been before because he's getting older and going through all these things with his body and blah, blah. But then he like t- t- turns on the dime, you know, he's like, but you will not respect anybody right. ever like that. You know, it, it just felt very realistic the way it was played up. Um, so yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. It's got some unintentional laughs mm-hmm. in it, which is always good in my book, uh, and some surprisingly good performances. So, uh, all right, we got another, why does the bully character look like the lead kid just with an allergic reaction to a bee sting? Eh, maybe that's his older brother, but you've got it all wrong. Historic nerd. He looks like Guy Fieri. He doesn't look like the lead kid. Adjust your glasses. He does actually, actually, he does look like the lead kid. The lead kid just looks like a skinny guy. It's Fieri. true. It's true. Everyone just looks like Guy Fieri in the nineties. Yeah. Um, so, all right. Do you think that the, um, all right. Should Smart House be uh, remembered further in for all of time, or should it be? Uh, yes. Oh wow. Yes. You didn't even let me finish. I would say yes. Um, okay. Sorry. No sorry. problem. All right. Uh, yeah. Just I just loved it so much. <laughs> well, all right. Jordy directed this. Yes, he did. He sure did. He's definitely a real character. Um, a real human, I should say. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. I was uh, pleasantly surprised. 
I, I feel like, you know, Hollywood or family dramas aren't even, are they even made anymore? Like everyone's too busy trying to sell crap to China to, um, you know, make something that American families could relate to. Um, however, I really don't know if this is something that could stand the test of time. Like I, if anything, I think like, you know, this kind of, this story is one that will continue to be remade in the future. Like, I mean, I wouldn't, uh, if I had a bunch of friends over, I wouldn't show them this. I'd show them like, I don't know, the toxic Avenger or something like that. Um, it's a tough one because it is well written and there's just uh, a few things that date it, like the special effects and whatnot. Uh, it's so hard to choose. Um, I just can't. I mean, would you ever watch this again? Like if we weren't doing a, a show about it? I mean, it? I would, but only if it was something where like I was telling a friend about mm -hmm. it and they wanted to watch it or whatever. I'd be like, I'll watch it with you. Well, you know, they would have like, to want to. Like, I mean... The kind of like I would, the kind of stuff I like showing on my own. No, yeah. on my own. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be like I'm bored. I'm gonna watch. Yeah, this. there's no way I would ever watch this again, and unless it's with like my child when he's old enough. Um, oh, but 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 see, like I'm not someone that like really rewatches a lot of things unless there's Star and Trek in the title. So, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, I mean, you've already rendered your verdict. Um, I mean, it's weird because it's a classic story of technology run amok. Uh, it's well executed in its writing and acting, but the sound effects and the boy band stuff date it. The sound effects? Sound effects, special effects. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the problem. Steve, what do you mean by the boy band? Are you telling me that Slam Dunk the Funk by Hit Boy Band Group 5? Uh, I'm going to have to go. Isn't a timeless song? I'm going to have to go with cast into the black hole of obscurity uh, oh yeah i mean man. not 10 episodes of uh, not agreeing yeah i mean it's just because it's not that i didn't enjoy it but i just don't think this isn't the kind of thing that people are going to be talking about 10 years from now that's all you know that's what they said about smart house 10 years ago <laughs> And look at us. Oh, my God, <laughs> you're right. It was 11 years old. You know, but look at us now. You know, you're kind of right. Uh, does this thing even have like a cult following or something? It must because you found like some like pictures where people were like making RL stuff. Well, yeah, it's like, just other uh, other it. loser podcasts <laughs> doing shows about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think the fact that Brutamus, who uh, has a pretty big YouTube channel, mm -hmm. uh, made a video about it with like over a million views. Mm -hmm. Um, and you found, you know, some other podcasts that covered it. There's going to be a little bit of, or, or you know what? It's probably just more that people that grew up mm. watching the DCOMs have nostalgia for it. Sure. And now they're at the age where they're creating content, you know? So right. I bet this is something where like people who grew up with it, I bet like they would rewatch it now sure. but and get enjoyment out of it in a different right. way. Right. But I'll say from our show, I mean, I think a stalemate is probably the best it's going to get. Yeah. Um, so, which is I not mean, bad. If, if you're, yeah. If you're in your late thirties or almost 40 mm -hmm. or in your forties and you've never seen this before, I mean, it's, it wouldn't be at the top of my recommendation. Right. But if you. you were, if you were sitting around on a Saturday, maybe with nothing going on, I mean, and you wanted to kill an hour and 30 or 40 minutes, whatever it was, eh, not a couple of 
beers? Why not? Why not? Throw it on in the throw it on in the background while you're Master. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, nowhere to go from there except for uh, out of out of this place. Uh, but uh, <laughs> all right. Well, that was uh, was Smart House. Um, I wonder if like Katie Segal does like cons. If like people come up and like, will you sign my my Smart House? I don't know. Thong, Miss Seagal. Like, <laughs> well, 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 you saw, I mean, DVD, Steve. They put this out on DVD. Right, so, uh, right, right. I guess, I guess you could use that. I mean, I just have every celebrity I meet sign a thong. It's I, just what I do. Uh, I would be like, will you, will you sign my Slam Dunk the Funk uh, <laughs> CD? You know, please? that song is so bad, it almost elevates uh, the movie. Um, what, what, you know what, though, what killed me was that, like, as cringy as that scene is, mm-hmm. if you go back and watch it, the kids are doing the dance right. that the slam, because the, the, there was a slam dunk the funk dance, and the kids are doing it better and with more energy mm-hmm. than the guys in the group uh, right. on stage. Well, so. those guys, they had just found out that their like contract with Disney was over before that performance, so... There you go. The song was also in like the an episode of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, by the way. Wow, man, they were really again another like you know Disney owned like property at the time because it was on ABC. I'm pretty sure. I'm sure they were really trying to get Slam Dunk the Funk out there, but it was just no go Ninja Go. I'm sorry, just wasn't. Yeah, go. I agree. All right, man. Is there anything else the world needs to? How's the how's the video going that everyone should check out? Uh, I mean, the Mario Kart. I'm already on the next video. It's going to be covering uh, the the origins of the foot winners clan? don't use. Oh, yes, of the Foot Clan. Uh, no, the you you know how like uh, '90s arcade machines mm-hmm. had the that winners don't use drugs mm-hmm. screen. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be covering the origins, how that came about to exist. Uh, how the FBI was involved, uh, how the guy behind it was the first FBI director in history to be fired. Wow. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> William Barr is involved. Bill Clinton is involved. Wow. Well, I, I'm already <laughs> interested. So, uh, yeah. Awesome. Well, uh, great. Um, uh, everybody, uh, like subscribe, share all that other stuff. And we will see you next week, 6 PM Eastern. 3 p.m. Pacific, only on Obscurity Now. You've been enjoying Obscurity Now, a podcast that's recorded live to tape and streamed to Twitch and YouTube. Subscribe so you never miss an episode or hilarious quip. Take us with you by following the download links provided in the show notes to wherever you get podcasts and take notice of our various social media links. If that's what you're into, I'm not here to judge. And make sure you join us live next week at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific as we continue to discuss more obscure media only on Obscure Now.